Come one, come all, it's this week's Monkey Nut Punch podcast. And we've lost £500. I don't know Not for the in. first time. No, no, no. I don't, I, seriously, I, I've, I've checked. He's, he's not behind the sofa. Yeah, and he's not behind the fridge. Um, really frustrating. Um, he was fine yesterday when he was streaming. <laughs> but hey, who knows? Um, he, well, it's Keith. <laughs> that's that's my that's my thing. It's Keith. Hello, Nigel. How you doing? Yeah, all, all good. Thanks. All good. I, I don't have any internet have a, issues. No, strange. It's first because you usually have a few more blips and bloops than than full blown outages. Um, yes, I haven't seen you since Wednesday when we did the game face punch podcast. I'm not saying that. Uh, that's a great podcast that you should tune into on a Wednesday around about nine o'clock. But um, if you're in for a podcast for gaming, tune in around about nine o'clock on a Wednesday. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but hey, these are these are the things. Um, right. So uh, get a lot of these stories up towards Keith. So I'm going to spend a lot of time explaining to you how these stories work. Without further ado, let's move in to the movie news. Right. Okay. So um, we've got. Oh, he's fucking joined us now. Hello. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I've got complete. My Mac wouldn't connect to the freaking phone. And ah. Uh, um. So yes, here I am on the phone with a headphone. <laughs> okay. Hello. It's come blundering in with his size nines. Anyway, where was I? Yes, our first story. Um. Indiana Jones 5 director last week when we were putting this thing together had a meltdown over Twitter. Um, it happened roughly the same time that Kathleen Kennedy turned up. I'm not saying the two things are related, but... <laughs> but you're saying the be. two things are related. Things are related. <laughs> okay. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 director James Mango threw a temper tantrum after a fan voiced their concerns about the upcoming film starring Harrison Ford. The tweet reads as follows. Anyone thinking that Indiana Jones might uh, might be good, just let me point out the following. Steven Spielberg is not directing. Kathleen Kennedy is producing. Harrison Ford is 78 years old. And it is written by Jonathan Kasdan, who also wrote Solo. And it's followed by a kind of a, a gif of Justin Timberlake going, oh, no, 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 no. Um, so... Naturally, because you're a big time director and big time directors usually have like big time directing duties. And I watched the making of uh, what was it? Pirates of the Caribbean, the second film. And that put me off being a director because they showed the business aspect that happens behind the scenes. Not the stuff where he's sitting in the chair doing this. The bit where he's having to sign off capexes and balance budgets and sort people out and all that shit. Yeah, that put me off. So I know the directors are extremely busy people. Um James Mango, uh, sorry, Mango would uh, directly respond by insulting Kaddish. He wrote, thanks, Matt. One, keep making the world a better place by crapping on things in the first week of productions from your basement. Oh, uh, I love that. It's, just, it's all right. Well, I don't think he's got a basement. Um, it's such a, this is such a shit way of responding to people. Unless you can actually see that they're in the basement. This, this basement toilet nonsense is, is crap. You could say they're in an oubliette for all you know. Yeah, that would have worked better and it would be a bit more classy. But no, no, he had basement toilet. Okay, two. 
never seen a script by John. Nothing against him, uh, just reality. Butterworth and I started from a blank page. Um, so, okay, so he's writing it. So that's one up from where we were before, which is a good thing. Three, uh, one and three are hugely talented and all at my side. Well, if they're all at your side, why isn't Steven Spielberg directing? Oh, uh, no. Kathleen Kendi, you don't want her at your side. Yeah. And um, everyone knows that Harrison Ford likes parking planes into golf courses. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he put that on there. Um, Manga wouldn't stop there. He would continue to insult and deride Kaddish and his podcast team, The Salty Nerd. Taking the piss out of a podcast. So do that. Um, the Salty Nerd uh, would tweet, we don't have basements, but we do have a kick-ass studio with a Batman statue, to which they show a pretty nice studio with a Batman statue in it. Um, yeah. Actually, uh, it's not a bad studio. That's Well, that, I've only seen one corner of the studio. I've seen other pictures yeah. of the studio, yeah. Um, and then Mangold replied, yeah, with that kind of... Yeah, that's a kick-ass studio. Congratulations on the Batman statue and jar full of corks. Um, so, <clears throat> so how about you just let me finish my film and then the then bullshit all you want in front of your vinyl bricks uh, lit by a fancy bounce light um, and maybe uh, don't call uh, opinion news. Um, right, it goes like this. Um, if you don't know anything about nerd culture, nerd culture goes like this. Nigel, Nigel. They're making a Mass Effect film, and Henry Cavill's going to be the lead. To which Nigel goes, it's probably going to be shit. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what, though? I could get on board with him being the lead. <laughs> I, 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 I have to, that's a rumour I need to go and verify to try and see if it's it, it's true. Gareth may or may not have made that up on the spot. No, I didn't make this it up one. on the spot. There's, there, there's a rumour floating around, but I've got no evidence. It's Legendary Pictures apparently doing it, and it stars Henry Cavill. And just press release it's, put out, it's whispers, so isn't it? So it's whispers until I find something concrete, I, I can't really fucking report on it. So that's like a um, yeah. So before then, Mangold described Caddish as a clickbaiter and a nightcrawler, right? James, uh, James, 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 you, you've done some good films. Um, why are you wasting your time on Twitter? Twitter is cancer, we've said that. I'm going to teach us like a t-shirt saying Twitter is cancer with a dead bird. Um, he's wasting his time. We lost Keith, by the way. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. Fucking, yeah. Apparently, uh, Keith lost signal because there's a big one going on. So, for those of you who don't know, he's in Thailand and uh, they sometimes do get these storms. Yeah. So yeah. I can understand why um, his power's gone out and uh, that means his signal too. We may or may not uh, see Keith again. Ever. Right. Yeah, ever. So yeah, he may have died in an explosion where he tried to turn his router on, it's full of water. <laughs> Cat pissed all over it. Um, so, this, right, my, my reply to, to, to Mr. Mangold is, shut up, stop wasting your time on Twitter, get a grip, man. You've got a film to be getting on making, okay? We don't know if it'll be any good, but we know if you're wasting your time on Twitter rather than making the film, it's going to be a bit shit, yeah? Because clearly you're not putting the effort in where it's required. But this also happened the same day Kathleen Kennedy turned up. So I'm saying, I'm not saying these two things are related, but I'm saying these two things are related. Um, I imagine she probably told him to change part of the script, so he's a little pissed. Um, I don't know if he's just fucking messaged me, but uh, <laughs> not 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 Kaz and Keith. Um, <laughs> I 
it would be funny if Lawrence Castor sent me a message because I've I've been watching your stream and blah blah blah. It's like, okay, all right, cool. Anyway, um, I'm worried. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be dull. I think this is going to be incredibly dull. I don't think it's going to be exciting. I don't think it's going to you know. It's not going to grip us or anything. It's it's it. If he's that, I think something has gone wrong. I think something has gone wrong to stop him from doing, be it COVID concerns or C19, sorry, I was supposed to refer to it as C19 concerns or, or, or bits like that. Something is, 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 is causing him to stress out and he's taking it out on someone. So something somewhere is not going right. That's what, that's what my gut tells me when I see that, when someone like that is reacting like that on Twitter. Unless someone else has got hold of his Twitter, which could be possible. I just think he's uh oh who's that who's that fella um uh, the do doctor who director person who took over chin balls chin he, uh, yeah he was uh, going at people for saying that they don't quite like stuff i mean he's going after he's replying to all manner of people who are saying i'm not too sure if i'm excited about this yet and he's going he's going off at them they're entitled to an opinion. Everyone's entitled to opinion. Yeah. Especially exactly. with, you know, what we limited information we do know about this film. So, of course, people are going to have a pretty basic opinion, whether or not they like the idea or don't like the idea. And anyone who doesn't like the idea, he's literally replying to everyone, uh, making them out to be a bit of a, not a dickhead. So, Which... In turn, makes, makes us all question. Makes us question how well the film is actually going. If he's got time to do that, but look, right, well, this would be my this, this would be my what I'd expect Mangold to reply to people, and it would be the following: um, Don't worry, I'm working on it. It's going to be good. Just bear with me. That's it. I'm yeah. working on it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Doing my best to make it good for you. That's all, you know, that kind of Grandma de Toro would say something along those lines. Anyway, um, I think I'll use the Twitter one for the next bit. <laughs> Brave enough to follow us on social media? Why don't you follow us on Twitter at Monkey Nut Punch? Thanks. All right. So, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot, former uh, IDF uh, Gal Gadot. Um, that's the Israeli Defense Force, if you know what the IDF are. Oh, well. um, and this, this is why I, I, I think that there's some uh, legitimacy to this because where everyone was coming out and, and criticizing Israel for the latest actions because Gal Gadot was former IDF, she didn't criticize them, she didn't, didn't not criticize them, but and that causes some issues along the route. So, there's rumors that she's not playing Wonder Woman in the Flash. Uh, Wonder Woman cameo uh, that's um. Oh, a Wonder Woman cameo that was speculated to happen in The Flash isn't guaranteed. Um, no, neither is the involvement of Gal Gadot. Um, so, just like to point out, the new Flash story is supposed to be Flashpoint, yeah? So, in Flashpoint, Barry Allen goes back and saves his mother. The problem when he goes and saves his mother, he changes history quite badly. Uh, Superman um, never makes it to the Kent household and gets held in captivity by the government. Um Batman, um, Bruce Wayne gets shot in the alley instead of his parents. Um, and Aquaman and the um, Aquaman guys, the, uh, the, uh, what do you call them? The Atlanteans go to war with the Amazonians. Yeah. And, and wreck half of Europe. 
um, and they're using, I think it's Captain Atom to power some kind of weapon. And the reverse Flash is laughing at the whole thing because that's what's happened. So you need an Aqua. If you're doing Flashpoint, you need an Aquaman. You need a Wonder Woman. You need uh, you need Lex Luthor in there too. Um, you need a Batman and you need a Reverse Flash. Yeah, they're the right. key points if you're telling that story. But they're saying, hey, you not, might not necessarily have um, Gal Gadot in there, so the, they may be changing the story ever so slightly or going for a completely different one, which is a bit worrying because I quite like the Flashpoint story because um, you've got a, what's these folks? Um, oh, Thomas Wayne and Thomas Wayne is not like Bruce Wayne where he's like hates guns. Uh, he uses guns. And he runs a casino, and that's how he gets his money. And it's quite, uh, it's quite a turning. And his mum is the Joker. The madness that took over whoever the Joker is has taken over his mother, and she's crazy. Um, but going back to the story here, um, giant freaking robot reported the new exclusive, uh, uh, new exclusive that their trusted and proven sources uh, tells them that someone else is playing Wonder Woman in the Andy Machete um, directed picture. Um, so yeah. Uh, Faith McKay reports our trust in that's a fucking that's a repeat of what's going on there. So you get different version of Wonder Woman. Now I know they're supposed to be doing like an Elseworld, they call them Elseworld stories, where they're like kind of they're like almost what they they should be, but they they're not quite canonical. Um but this one this one's the one that should be like you can use to reset the DC universe. Um but there are things inside the story which would make it a bit more interesting. Um or make it make it a bit more interesting to to look at. And in fact, Keith here, Keith, you, you didn't know he'd be waxing lyrical constantly about uh, Flashpoint and that. And he always focuses on the on the scene at the end where uh, Flash gives uh, Bruce Wayne the letter from his father from the alternate timeline. But my favourite bit is the bit where uh, spoiler warnings, people. Uh, Bruce Wayne shoots the Reverse Flash, and the, and the Reverse Flash wasn't expecting it. Yeah, because he's too busy focused on Barry Allen because he's a speedster. Yeah, so, and because he's not paying attention, Bruce Wayne shoots him square in the fucking back. <laughs> not Bruce Wayne, Thomas Wayne shoots him square in the back, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> so who's, who, who's Thomas Wayne? Uh, Bruce Wayne's father, who plays the alternate version of Batman, who they think oh. uh, Michael Keaton's playing, even though uh... it was kind of set up for the guy who played Negan in uh, The Walking Dead to play, and he was desperate to play that character." He really wanted to play the character in, in it, but didn't happen, which is uh, which is annoying. Um, so uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird because it's gonna see like you no, know, like you see. Have you ever seen the Russian version of Lord of the Rings? Right, there's a Russian uh, version of Lord of the Rings. Go, go look it up on YouTube, watch it, and just go. It feels like that, like a cheap. Eastern European knockoff of the DC universe. Um, that's the way it sounds at the moment. So Stephen Gargadot in there and and Jason Momoa are in there because they should be two warring factions. Um, they're not going to have them. You should also have Deathstroke in there and and uh, what's his mush um, Lex Luthor. Um, and then you also need a, a, an emaciated Henry Cavill would be good too for the for the Superman that's been kept underground for his entire life and it's great when they break him out because he goes oh superman can save us and instead of having this big buff superman you have this guy who's literally looks like he's starving to death and they drag him outside and the guards chase him outside and he just fucking lasers a lot of them it's awesome it's great it's definitely worth watching if you've got now tv or or sky catch up i think you're probably able to find it on there um that's one thing i really enjoyed the hell out of um right Still no sign of our wandering fat man. Um, okay. 
You're listening to the Monkey Nut Punch Podcast. Right. So we had the Snyder Cut a while back, yeah? So everyone was like, going, oh, release the Snyder Cut, release the Snyder Cut. Um, apparently, <laughs> right, there is a, a director's cut of Joel Schumacher's Batman Forever. Is it Batman Forever? Yeah, it's Batman Forever. Uh, and it was uh, darker and longer and probably more camp, probably a bit gay because Joe Schumacher is, is a bit camp and he's a bit gay and he loves that stuff. And he loved, he wanted Batman to be the way it was in the 60s when he enjoyed it. And I completely understand that. Um, but yeah, uh, longer and darker. <laughs> Uh, Batman Forever fans are campaigning for the director, uh, director Schumacher's original cut of the film to be released on the film's 26th year anniversary. <laughs> You're a year late for 25th, but 26 years anniversary. I don't know, because in those days, everything was on, on, on physical film. Yeah. And if you know anything about um, Event Horizon, Event Horizon, there's a scene in Event Horizon towards the end where um, Weir shows um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, Hell. Uh, they filmed a lot of stuff for that, but they cut it down to literally to be in 30 seconds. But they think it's been like whole days putting that stuff together. Um, but they put it in a salt mine in Transylvania. I'm not fucking making it up, right? A salt mine in Transylvania and the film canister degraded so all the footage was lost. Um, it's either a really elaborate story for, for not providing people what they want or <laughs> it genuinely happened. Um, so, yeah, so the release, the release, the Schumacher cut, cut is... Uh, trending on social media along with release the air cut for suicide squad so forth and so on um again right i didn't like the snyder cut as much as many other people did and if you like the snyder cut good on you um i think i think it it it, it, it didn't it wasn't to the level where it could have been taken seriously enough and it wasn't to the the light-hearted family film level and it was like weird because it was so imbalanced and he indulged himself way too much and i'd love to have sat next to him in the editing bay and go no fucking cut that shit out oh we, let's listen to someone warble for a minute and a half no no he doesn't that's what you need no no zach bad zach <laughs> it's cut it's gone it's been deleted i've removed it from the system carry on uh, and we're probably going to go down to about an hour and 40 minutes. But um, these kind of uh, director's cuts, uh, I like director's cuts. One of the best director's cuts around is Aliens, the director's cut, which put in an extra 17 minutes worth of stuff, which was missing. There's some other, there's, there's even other bits missing that weren't in the director's cut, which wind up in the novelization. It's like in, right, I'm sorry, I'm going to spooge about Aliens for a bit. All right, so, when we come to director's cut, there's there's also there was some bits that were cut out of the script for the original Alien, um, because the original Alien film, um, one of the guys almost kills the alien by flushing out of an airlock, but it rips its arm off and runs away to escape, and then it grows the arm back, right? Which is which is great, but they couldn't film it because it's too complicated and they couldn't put it together. Then they did the aliens bits where you had the sentry cannons. Yeah, because they were locked up in that little base and there's a tunnel going backwards and forwards from the from the reactor. So they put sentry cannons down in there to take them out and the sentry cannons up on the level above it. So when they came up out of that tunnel, they could do that. There. That bit's great. And the bit I love most about that is when the guns run out of ammo and you can hear the aliens banging against the door. So if there is a Snyder, uh, Snyder cut, Schumacher cut of Batman Forever, just out of curiosity, I want to see it. I don't think it will be any good. I think it will be campy. 
Uh, but fuck it. It'll be interesting. It's one of those interesting things. You know, it's worth it's worth just to pique my curiosity. I I because I've had good experiences with directors. The other one's Terminator 2. Another James Cameron film with the director's cut, yeah? And there's Abyss with the director's cut too. So Terminator 2, um, after they uh, freeze the term T-1000 and they shoot it, they cut out the bit in the original film where the T-1000 starts malfunctioning because the T-1000 has actually got one of those chips inside him. But because of the explosion, it destroy destroyed the chip. So the thing's malfunctioning. So it's it, it's when it touches a side, it starts copying the side automatically. And the, thing, and the thing's just like doesn't know what's going on. So it's confused. So you've got this kind of feeling that you've disorientated the T-1000 just before you beat it. So everything kind of makes a bit more sense. Um, but coming back to the Batman thing, uh, yeah, I would I would love, I would love to see it because, as I said before, I've had quite good experiences now, I think about it, um, with director's cuts. They're quite uh, good. Um, whether it exists or not, whether that footage has survived being stored in uh, salt mine in Transylvania, <laughs> Might not be a salt mine in Transylvania, all right? Probably in Arizona. Um, there's a chance, you know, there's a chance that maybe, just maybe, I've just clicked on a bloody Porsche advert. Um, because why trying not? to set up the next story. Yeah, yeah. No, no, sorry, it's not an Audi. Um, my Audi's coming in bloody August, and I imagine it'll get bloody delayed. So, yeah, so, yeah. Yes, bring it on. I will watch it. Will you watch it? No, it's waxed lyrical a bit too long. Um. What, I'd never watched the Snyder Cut. Uh, I wasn't bothered. And uh, this cut, I don't even know if I've seen the first one. So if there was a, a Schumacher cut, I was half half expecting it to be a racing driver cut. But uh, <laughs> I've got the wrong, the wrong, Schumacher. wrong Schumacher. Yes. Yeah. There's, two, uh, there's so, three of them to pick from. Two of them are racing drivers, so your odds right. are in your favour. That's right, yeah. That is very, very right. So I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if it's a film I've seen yet. If it's not a film I've seen, then you might as well watch the the cut version of it rather than the other version. Why watch both, Mm. in my opinion? Um, So just on this, the release of the cut thing is getting tiresome. Yeah, just why not just release the film that you wanted to release rather than. Uh, no, right. It is the dire- the director does the film, yeah, and then he shows it to the execs, and then the execs then show it to a test audience or test screeners, yeah, and then they collect feedback and they say, oh, that's a bit too violent. So, like uh, RoboCop, the bit where the guy kills the gets killed by the Ed Two Hundred Nine in the uh, the office at the beginning, yeah, the original version of that, um, the guy gets pummeled for like a good minute. It's just like it, it. It goes from it goes from tragic to gory to funny. But I think that's what the Paul Verhoeven was trying to do. Was trying to go. Oh my god! It's so tragic that he died. Because you, when you see the reaction of all the people in the in the office after, they go, "Oh, I know he's a junior executive. It's, it's too bad. You know, play with the big boys, take the big boys' risks." Yeah, because <laughs> pummel because mashed up by a by a massive auto cannon on a, on a giant mechanized bot. Um, but hey, it's one of those things. So that's uh, yeah, okay. I can get understand the cut thing. I would just rather than get on with it rather than than, than campaigns. It's like there's money to be made, maybe um, with little effort. I think is probably the best way of looking at these things. So uh, let's move on to our, our onto our next bit. 
uh, a word's too much for you, then you should follow us on Instagram. We put pretty pictures out. Thanks. So he's a useless shite, that boy. Yes, well, now my aircon's leaking. <laughs> now your aircon's on, leaking. It just keeps on happening today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. Right. So this story is Scarlett Johansson slams Black Widow, uh, slams Black Widow being talked about as a piece of ass in Iron Man 2. Well, love, if you're that offended, take your paycheck and donate it to charity. That's how we can I, tell if you're actually offended. That's simple. When I saw when I saw this story, I just went, "What a load of bullshit!" I mean, seriously, talk about pandering, Scarlet. I mean, seriously, she wasn't a piece of ass in that anyway. She wasn't, and she wore the kit. She got in the kit. She did the movie. Shut up. Mm -hmm. If 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 it was a case of, um, I I did these movies and now I'm worried that my children are going to see these movies and look at me in a different light, I would accept that. That's perfectly that's that's a perfectly reasonable thing to say. Um, but she took the money, she did the job, she did the other job, the next job, she started the other job I, after that. Yeah. Well, at what point do you go? Actually, no, this is wrong. Yeah. That's the bit that gets me. I'm sorry. I was like, it's bullshit. I can smell it really badly. It's like a fucking field full of it. Um, you know, she maybe she uh, did the films, but hadn't watched any of them uh, until recently. And then she's watched them going, oh, actually, I didn't realise it was portrayed like that. You know, like, um, what's her face? Who plays Pippa? She didn't even have a clue who she was in the film with. Clueless, Pepper. that one. You mean, oh, um, a candle vag person. Yeah. Candle vag, yes. It's candle vag. You want a candle that smells like a vag? Then I've got the, I've got the product for you. And I'm like, okay, love. Um, scented candle. <laughs> scented candles that smell like vag. But as I said, quite simple. It's easy. It's, if you don't like it, then give the money to charity. Uh, women's Shelter is probably the best charity, I imagine, for that. Yeah. Or retired mm. strippers. I'll give to, to quite a bit. <laughs> no, I'm buying <laughs> cryptocurrency. It's not worth anything. Um, but if I could hold on to it for the next five years, I might get something out of it. But uh, I think it's time we move on to uh, TV bits. If you can find the button. So, Lucifer finished its series on... Um, I thought it was quite a funny ending because he was like, I'm God. Ah, oh, crap, I'm God. <laughs> ending. Um, and Lucifer Boss teaches his whole new character for the final sixth season. Um, so Lucifer Boss, uh, Joe Henderson, has revealed that he has a brand new character that's due to enter the show at his sixth and final season. Now, I had a quick look through the Lucifer characters to try and figure out who this character could be. And my top of my list one... Um, given today's politics, is a character called Elaine Belloc. Um, Elaine Belloc, his life story, it goes like this, uh, tells a transition from an ordinary girl to the supreme power of the universe. Doesn't that smell like today's politics? And I think that's the character. Um, I think Lucifer's going, I don't want to be God, this stuff, I'll just get on with shit down here. Earth, it's fine. You know, checking on hell every so often. 
Steve Mays is doing all right. Um, but yeah, you've got this Elaine Belloc character. And I was expecting Keith to go on this one because I know that Nigel hasn't seen Lucifer, but he's too busy looking at his fucking phone. Sorry, my wife is messaging me saying uh, I've got the problems all over the house, but I've told her I'm doing this. Um, Lucifer, I love the ending of Lucifer, um, but they're going to change the Chloe character, aren't they? That's that's what I've read. Um, Chloe's going to... Decker, yeah, Chloe, Decker. Well, the detective. Yeah, I know, um, he calls her the detective constantly. Yeah, I, I, I love it when 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 she goes, I'm going to quit the police force. And he's like, damn, I can't call you the detective anymore. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Uh, the other thing I found funny is that I've been watching Castle, and there's a character in Castle called Espino, Esposito, and the character Dan is Espinosa. So when I they said was... they killed, thing, I got confused that they killed the same character. We have got that to talk to about later. So yes, yeah, I mean, I I was gutted when Dan died. Um, I I mean, but he's not out of it. He is on the uh, cast role for season six. So, um, but I I was even more gutted when they said he was in hell. Dan doesn't deserve to be in hell. Dan's, a, I mean, he I might don't be think Dan's, no, no, no. They hang on, hold on. They said he wasn't in heaven. And they assumed that he was in hell. Yeah. How yeah. do you know he hasn't yeah. been pulled out of, uh, into Watsamish's universe? This is true. This is true. Do you think um, she would make a special, you know, uh, uh, thing for dispensation? For him? Dispensation. Um, dispensation. I, I, I hope. I hope so because I, I like Detective Douche and his episode where Lucifer pulls the rug from under him was just. That's the just most. That's brilliant. the most elaborate prank i have ever seen yes. in any tv show yes and it was genius and i loved it <laughs> I, it was I yeah, the bit where maze dies and he's like no and he's like he gets really into it and he goes i thought they killed you like that because because no that was be fine i want to get killed that easily don't be silly that goes but, oh, but you really would do you know really would die for me he went yeah and she went oh you do the same for me she went kind of so, yeah. But well, she does in the end, though, doesn't she? Because she she really gets very upset, um, and uh, her character grows quite substantially, even though they had to inject the lesbianism, um, which I kind of groaned a bit at. Um, there are more lesbians but, on TV than there are in real life. Oh, uh, we already know that there's over representation. Countless, countless. Um, people uh, have done surveys proving, uh, depending on what country you're in, as to what is represented. America is something, I think it's something like 14% of people report as the alphabet people, um, and it's something like 20-odd percent on t TV. Well, no, it's 14% in the UK. It's 4% it's, it's in the US. Is it 4%? It's and yeah, it's, so, it's something like twenty percent on TV. Three percent a gay, one percent a uh, one point something, uh, three three two point something a gay, one point uh, one percent a lesbians, and whatever's left over in in the other categories. Mm. It's amazing when you yeah. sit there and you go, uh, uh, I thought it was like one in four. It's like, no, no. I, I I understand that we 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 should be accepting of homosexual people i completely get it i have homosexual friends i have i have you know we have i have relations that are homosexual i get it i get it i hate i hate you know all this you know pray pray the gay away and all this crap it annoys the hell out of me but 
We do not need it. Every bloody character has to be gay so that we can look virtuous. It's, oh, look at me. I'm so accepting of everyone. Fuck off with this shit. <laughs> Seriously. Um, it, it, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. But anyway, moving back to Lucifer. <laughs> um, I, I love season five. I loved What's His Face as God. I loved the ending. I loved the fact that they had some budget for once to do to actually see them fly. That was that was yeah. quite. Well, you? talk about that. We've got that in the review bit. So, okay. no, haven't. No, it's a lie. I haven't put that in the review bit. I put Clarkson's Farm in the review bit rather than Lucifer. So, yeah, well, can got, talk about it. Yes, um, I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I'm looking forward to season six. I'm glad that it's got I, one more I, season. I, 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 I watched it at the gym. I'm just like kind of crap. So I put, put my phone on. I'm like kind of <laughs> like a fat bloke chasing after a puppy that's escaped. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I watched it at the gym and it was it was good. It was just his reaction at the end. It's like kind of you know killed killed Chloe, but Chloe got back. And, uh, you know, things were kind of working out for him. Um, and it was great that you had the, um, was it the Angel of Righteousness? And uh, he tries to, he's great because he tries to persuade them. And you think, oh, it's going to divide 50-50. So it's going to be a fair fight. Yeah. And no one comes over. <laughs> and then one then comes over and then goes to go back. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll tell dad. <laughs> Um, which um, was which was really good. I, I I enjoyed that. It was it was it needs as long as they keep it lighthearted and humorous, so you don't take it too seriously. Um, but as I said before, Dan hasn't been confirmed that he's in hell. He's just not. That's in what hell. I thought they said. They said so. They've, you're no, correct. Made, yeah. Everyone's made this assumption, so we can have a better reveal later on down the line where he comes back and he's like the angelic version of Dan from another universe. Which would be I hope fucking it is hilarious. Some, I <laughs> hope it is something like that because I like Detective Douche. I do. I do. I like all the characters in it. You know, they, some of them can be bellends at times, but um, I mean, they are likable characters. That's what it, it is great about Lucifer. You should watch it, Nigel, or don't you like it? I haven't got yeah. time for stuff like that. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. You'd probably like it because it's 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 more it's. It's detective mystery of the week sort of thing with this other stuff thrown in. I think you would like I it think, if you've never watched it. I think you would like it actually. Yeah. I genuinely it think you'd like it. It's not he it's not massively heavy. It's it's funny in places. I I, I hate musicals, but I actually like the musical episode, so they've done something correct. Um which is good. The anyway, musical, uh, yeah. I think we move, let's on. move on. Okay. Hi. This is Nigel, and I'm talking in my lovely narrator's voice. Bask in its loveliness. But don't bask for too long! We need your help! Come to YouTube and watch our videos for the love of God! Well, send Keith round to your next barbecue and he'll eat all your food. Tosty! You have been warned. Right, so Netflix announced its first ever WitcherCon for fans of The Witcher. Uh, the virtual event will bring uh, fans of The Witcher, which spans uh, the Netflix TV series adaptation of, oh my God, Andrew Spadowski, I'm going to say, uh, fantasy novels, as well as the video game franchise. Uh, WitchCon uh, premieres at 7pm uh, CST or 6pm BST on July the 9th. 
The stream will be happening on YouTube and Twitch, and a second a a stream, a second stream, will also air on Twitch and YouTube, and will begin at 3 a.m. CST and 2 a.m. BST. So that's for the other side of the globe, so the Americans get a, a more sensible time to watch things. On July the 10th, fans will be able to watch the event across two streams, uh, with each one containing exclusive content, which is great. Uh, the problem is, is uh, Where's Henry Cavill? Um, which is the first question I always ask with these things. Um, but yeah, it, I, I like the Witch TV series. I'm a little worried that it's um, it's not going to deliver on the Witcher part of it. Um, the Jennifer character is fine, but when we had that, I think it's the third episode long, where he's fighting the oh, what the, the like the revenant creature in the tomb, which happens to be the cursed girl of the of the, the duke or ever it felt like an episode of merlin which i really enjoyed and i think that's the that's that's one of the things if it was more like that the witcher turns out if monster of the week would do perfect for the witcher with a through line um the, the second season if it's going to toe the line of the novels is meant to be vastly different and far more um apparently allowing different. people to come through apparently the first novel is vastly different to the rest of them and the, the first this isn't from the the first series of the witch is not based on the novel it's based on a collection of short stories i would well, yeah, that's the first novel though isn't it that's the first no, no, that's not, that's, book. a collection of short stories is not a novel mate i need dave well, here to confirm that because he's a novelist it's the first book from the witcher then if you're gonna yes, get if you're yes, gonna be pedantic yes. all, right, all right yeah i'll be pedantic man who turns up late with leaky I can't fucking have no power. It was an act of God. This was literally an act of fucking God. You're fine um, yesterday with you when you're talking to your know, mates I'm about your drugs. I'm sitting here in the dark. Sitting I've got in the dark. I sent you a picture. You know I was not bullshitting. Um, and now Conclon's leaking. Oh, I'll tell you. Anyway, Witcher first book that was a bunch of short stories. The second one is a novel. So apparently, the second series is going to take a different tone. And might be a bit more allow people to come into it more. Whereas the first one, you ha you kind of had to be a fan to know what was going on. It was quite difficult to get into. It wasn't just that the first um, uh, the first series of The Witcher was timeline wise was all over the fucking place. Yeah, and it was. we were trying to figure out which bit was happening when, rather than them just going start finish. Mm. They did this yeah. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then eventually it all sort of met at, met at the end. And but they didn't tell you that. There was no timestamp, no nothing. It, and you had to was, guess. That was that was so. such a shit way of doing it. It's seriously I told everyone to go straight to episode three, watch episode three, watch it to the end and then go back and watch the first two episodes. It make more sense that way. Um because it was it was that was the bit. I want Witcher. I like Henry Cavill as the Witcher. The Witcher's quite a good, interesting character. Kind of reminds me of uh um it's a bit kind of like a like the gunslingers in the West that go from town to town but slaying yeah. beasties. So you kind of want a beastie for him to slay every so often. I, um I just like the bard following him around singing that song. But the bard following around singing the song and his reaction to the bard following around singing the song yeah. is perfect. I agree with that. It reminds me of uh, Brave Sir Robin. Yeah, 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 exactly that. Exactly that. The same person and everything. You can say you like the bard, you like, but we all know, we all know that both of you, including me, I am in this, like the boobs. You all like the boobs. Admit it, you like the boobs. 
I've got, the boobs, I've, I've the boobs just, was I, good. I'm a Google search away from boobs. And I know this because I send the results to you guys every so often when I think you're feeling yes. down. But the boobage in this was particularly good. She went from being um, an ugly duckling into that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, you got well, that. To be, um, to be fair, I, I think Baps has summed it up quite well. I hope Henry does a PC upgrade again. <laughs> uh, he, right i'd just like to point out he would do a, a pc upgrade again if he could but he can't get a he can't get a what's it 380 gts even henry's boobs yeah all right just because i've not been looking at the comments so that was just one of the ones was uh nothing worse there you go this is for you nothing worse than the leaky air uh and uh Bilfer put this one did johansson forget she's an actor all your roles can't be Catholic nuns, and you're completely right. There's no two ways about it. Uh, and considering she wanted to play a transgender person, she got kicked out because she's not transgender, even though she probably would have done the role really well. Um, but hey, uh, it's one of those things. I think it's time we moved on to talking about Henry Cavill and boobs to our next story. And if you read the show notes, you'll know why I find this funny. A uh, <coughs> word's too much for you. Then you should follow us on Instagram. We put pretty pictures out. Thanks. Accidentally click the one above instead of the one below. Uh, DC forced Harley Quinn to scrap X-rated scene, uh, X-rated Batman and Catwoman scene. All right, there's a Harley Quinn cartoon. Okay, I never knew this existed until this controversy came out. There's a Harley I Quinn. I told cartoon. you about it. And you told me because Kaylee Kukau is the voice of it, and you were really, really snobbish about it. I said it's really good, Gareth. And you are. Nah, 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 nah. It, it sounds fucking like warmed up diarrhea. Um, it sounds like warmed up diarrhea because it just looks like um, it looks like shit. I'll be frank with you. Um, but they, 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 they um, I think that the right the the Batman series that we got when we were kids is the default Batman series. Yes. I kind of think the same with the X Men series. It's the default X Men series. If you talk about a TV show, they're the ones that kind of portray it as as well. Um, but this this is done rather kiddedly, yeah. And the joke that they removed was it was supposed to be Batman going down on Catwoman, um, and that was supposed to be the joke. Now I I, I kind of see Batman two ways, yeah. Batman other does does, does does the following, yeah? And I think Batman doesn't have enough sex. That's why he's so aggressive, okay? Batman punches people because he doesn't have enough sex, okay? He could knock them out with, like, tasers and sleep gas and this, that, and the other, but he chooses specifically to beat the shit out of them because he's not having enough sex, okay? So when he says, oh, he's going down on, on, uh, on Catwoman, I, I don't think that's true. I think Batman wouldn't do that because if he got it returned, then he wouldn't be so angry and he wouldn't be able to punch. And everyone knows never before the big game. So that's how Batman sees it. So I think this is outside of kind of Batman's character. Um, so, yeah. Well, DC put the kibosh on it because they said that you can't have superheroes being um, shown as doing that because they're on kids' clothes and everything like that. They have been remarkably given given the guys behind the harley quinn episode series they you know they've been sort of remarkably sort of loose with them they've they've given them a lot of freedom um to do but when they said they wanted to do that they were just like no apparently that's one of the only times that they've stepped in and really put the kibosh on it 
because the car yeah. i mean the cartoons are rated so um and, and the episodes i've seen have been quite funny um even the lesbionics but then she kind of was a lesbian in in the comics no, she before. wasn't yeah she, she was, was a broken one. no she wasn't she was a broken she woman that was throwing Joker around. Yeah, she, when the Joker left her, she went after uh, Poison Ivy, and that was before this woke bullshit came after. She had a relationship with Poison Ivy in the comics. Going yeah. back to Batman, 90s kid cartoon, The Default, Broken Woman, that's it. I think that they've over, I think they've overplayed Harley Quinn. I'm, uh, I think they've... Batman! Where's my fucking Batman cartoon with Batman bits in it and giant tumblers and Beating people up and but smashing we can't have that anymore. We can't have that because it's all about then, the then women. Don't watch the fucking Harley Quinn things. Let it fail, Mitch. We let go. Me, me, me. You might, you dark. might, you might as well accept it. Let's all cut off our dicks and you know become become trannies because that's the only way. Well, I don't. Have, apparently, you don't have to cut your dick off to be a tranny now. So um, I'm quantum well, gender. Yes, I'm quantum gender. Ask, I'm quantum gender. You have to observe my gender in order for it to happen. <laughs> Okay, so I can do whatever <laughs> gender I you want. You have to observe observe it in its in its state. <laughs> right. Okay. Just a quick one. Um, yes, I have watched the He-Man trailer, and I'm deeply concerned because rumors are that it turns into the Teela series shortly after the first episode. So I am waiting for people to get back to me to see if it is He-Man or it's the Teela show because I, my I'm rumors is the Teela show. I agree with you. Um, no offense. I used to be a massive Kevin Smith fan and I met Kevin and and stuff, but he has become one of the most woke, uber wokey people. And apparently it's not about He-Man. He-Man is basically emasculated in this series and it's all Teela. Yeah, and I think it's a case of... They really have done this. Skeletor beats him, gets the sword of power, throws him in Jun dungeon and becomes a skelly god or whatever. Uh, and then Teela's then supposed to find weapons and stuff because her mum is the person who is the keeper of power and power grace girls gray skull from whoever correctly. Netflix in the last two years have become really they've really doubled down all this shit. All of the the YA series uh, um are YA are, magic you know, series, Keith. Yeah, all female, female led. They're all rubbish. Um, none of them are good um it's it's just it's getting Netflix are becoming really bad for it but if they have done this and i'm with you Batstar, i hope they haven't but if they have the backlash is going to be beautiful to watch yeah um but and it's going to be do, deserved uh it all we have to do is just wait until that second episode here and, and then we'll know by the end of it and if it's not i think then brilliant if there is then i'll oh, fuck you fuck you Netflix. I, bye I, I think it's going to be worse than the last Jedi, but I think they're not going to get away with calling, calling them, you know, the racists and phobics and you know, misogynists and all this because I think the sheer amount of backlash is going to be so much that you just can't call all these people what they did. So I don't. I, uh, I, right, I, this is how I would have done it. Yeah, if I was going to sell it, I would turn around and be completely honest about it. I would call it Telia and the Masters of the Universe, yeah? And Terminal will say, this season focuses on Telia. Next season, we'll focus on Duncan Man-at-Arms. And the third final one, will focus on Adam. And that's it. I just always got annoyed with that fucking cat. 
Give him I mean, some steroids, and all of a sudden he's hard as fuck. I do think the trailer is that the, it's a bit crack. It's a prick crack. Like the trailer, the trailer's like, "Here, kiddies, come in. We've got He Man. He Man, the the He Man." Oh remember. yeah, that that's yeah. that's what these advertisers are like. It's like a, 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 a do you want to see some puppies? That's what it's like. Do you want to puppies see some work? Puppies? puppies and bikinis. Trust me. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our let's move on to our reviews, shall we? Right, Loki. Right, let me just be clear about Loki. I like watching Owen Wilson talk to Tom Hiddleston. I need to find a <laughs> podcast where Owen Wilson talks to Tom Hiddleston, and I would be happy. Um, but that's the only thing I kind of like about it because I like watching those two. It's not enough really for a TV series, but I do enjoy that. Um, I think we're about to be. How can I put it? Uh, Given the runaround, shall we say, for the next couple of series? Um, yeah. So this is a, this is a little worrying. Um, yeah. I kind of enjoyed the second episode far more than I did the first one. I knew what was coming. I knew that we were going to get the reveal. Um, I don't off an think it... of Doctor Who. Yeah. They ripped off I an don't... idea from Doctor Who, actually. Volcano Day. Remember I, from yeah. um, the Gas yeah, Mask so. Zombie one with Jack, Zach, where he turns around, uh, not um, um, Zach, bloody Jack, Captain Jack, turns around and says, look, you know, you find a disaster and you can hold anything you want to hostage there. No one gives a shit. And that's what I, I did. I, I know it was a slightly stolen idea, but the episode worked better for me. I, You know, Loki held his own against female Loki. She wasn't immediately better than him. He gave, came back and, and she didn't, you know... She wasn't the, the the key to everything kind of thing yet. Yet I know that it could presently come back, but that as an episode, I've watched both of them twice, and by far the standout thing is Loki. Every time he's on there with the with Owen Wilson, the two of them have such chemistry. But I enjoyed the second episode more. Um, there was more action. There was more Loki being Loki. There was less destroying was less of canon and world building. Yeah, that, yeah, it was less of that. I don't know, I kind of enjoyed it, but look, I know, you know, at one point my opinion kind of turned to one division, and then we ultimately got, you know, at yeah. the end, got, let down. I don't know what they're going to do with this, but I enjoyed right. the second episode, and I love Owen Wilson. Okay, before before we go on, to, before we ask Nigel what it is, because Nigel's got the normie opinion, yeah, so this is what the general public think, yeah, so we'll ask Nigel in a second. Um <sighs> The I've forgotten what I was going to say now. I was trying to get a word in edgeways with you. I was fo focusing on creating a wedge, uh, and then I was going to say something important, but it was just before night. So, um, night, tell us what you thought while I remember what I was trying to say. Better than the first episode, that's for sure. Um, it didn't, it, it wasn't boring like the first episode. First episode, I found quite uh, quite a bit boring, but I like the um. They went to a few places on this one, and I like the uh, the whole just before a catastrophe, you can do whatever you want. You won't disrupt the timeline because it's going to get destroyed anyway. Hmm. Um, and I like the fact that they showed that, and then they put two and two together with the uh, the little bar, and went ah, now we need to do a bit of cross cross examination here and find find out where they're hiding. 
because that's where I would hide. And I'm like, yes, Loki. Good lad, Loki. And like you, every scene with Owen and Tom in it, fantastic. Really like that. And uh, you never, you can never really turn your back on on Loki because he is a trickster and he will do something. You just know it. He's got mm. something in him that's a bit unpredictable. And I like that. Yeah. And I do um, like the fact that when they went and to the zone, you know, where, what was it, a shopping centre or something? And uh, he he walked in, he had his magic, and he's gone, Pshht. she goes, to dry himself. I've made right. myself dry. Not like you right. not. This is something that's, that, that's bugging me. Loki seems to have forgotten he's Loki. He's getting in a fight with another Loki who's got magic. And is he using magic? Is he throwing a hoof at someone? Yeah. See, I would like to think if, if they thought this through, if they really thought this through, yeah, they could make it like American gods. Yeah. Spoiler warning for American gods. Yeah. Big bad Mr. World isn't big bad Mr. World. He's Loki and he's playing the long con. Yeah. And if they were clever, Loki would be playing the long con. Yeah, I think I don't he is. Think that's, that, don't think that's. Happening. I think he. And I just remember what I was going to say. There's a YouTube channel called Mr. Sunday Movies, and they were sitting there talking about Kang the Conqueror turning up in it. But they were also talking about how Mephisto was going to turn up in Thingy. I thought it was complete nuts bullshit. There you go. Sorry, I needed to get that out of my system. <laughs> I yeah, I know what you mean. Um, <laughs> I I feel. I I think I mean first off this Loki has had to face that that I mean that first episode was slightly dull but there's some very important things happened there um and I like the way they did it where you just see all of the infinity stones in a drawer and and realizing that he is not the greatest power and that and that that this is this is a power that he can't even begin to conceive, and yet he's still doing trickster. That has affected his character, and you see that in the second episode. He does hold his own against female Loki, um, but and not using his magic, not using his skills. Yes, Maybe but he, he, right. The thing you've got to remember, right? right? You, 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 the, the thing you've got to remember is that this guy has seen him supposedly die. And I think they're going to undo that death. Um, I think he was playing a trick when when um, thingy kept. But at the moment, Loki dies died in the main, um, you know, whatever they call it, the sacred timeline, and he dies a hero. Um, and Loki is redeemed, right? Marvel hmm. is not going to undo that, right? This Loki has somehow, you know, reached the same point that the Loki who died did now, and they've kind of done that already. He's he is seen his own immortality he has witnessed that he that uh, there is a far greater power than he even had any knowledge of um and he's coming up against that and he's coming up against owen wilson who is holding his own against loki which is something loki's also not used to so then when he comes up against another bloody loki i can kind of understand where they're going with this i don't think it's entirely out of the realms of the character no, based upon you're what wrong. happens wrong you're so wrong actually <laughs> You're so wrong. You deserve. Where is it? Uh, this is where. This is, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. When he reacts like this, he agrees with me, but you just won't admit it. Yeah, no. <laughs> look no, at that no. smile. I oh, I didn't load it up. Bugger. Sorry, you're so wrong. You agree. Fuck off. 
Right. He agrees with me. No, he agrees no, with me. don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll, I, I will, I will put, I will raise you this, and then you'll go. Oh. All right. So, the Marvel Universe has built a world for everyone to see. Yeah. And we've established certain things in that world. Yeah. We've established there's cosmic entities, galactic kind of uh, interstellar entities. Yeah. Um, world-based uh, threats local-based threats, yeah? And we have people with varying power types and stuff, and they have different abilities, be it through technology, through biology, through mutation, through uh, exposure to uh, infinity stones, okay? So infinity stones, yeah, really important, okay? We've agreed that infinity stones the most powerful thing in the fucking universe, yeah? Except All right? they're not. Now, no, they are. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they are. Okay, and now here's the thing, yeah. So in the comics, you can't take one set of infinity stones out of one universe and use them in another. But That's true. in Endgame, they did. This is true. So they proved that the infinity stones work from universe to universe. Yeah. Okay. So now you have these entities, the TVA, who have these infinity stones. They're stored everywhere. Instead of keeping them in, so like, even if it was just a lockbox somewhere, yeah. They've left them around. So someone could literally drop into TVA, grab these Infinity Stones, pop out the other side, and boom, fuck everything up. If they can drop into the TVA, which they haven't done. I think there's going to be more right. reveals here. No, now, no, I stop, could be wrong. Stop, I could be stop, wrong. stop, stop. Geek like they couldn't drop Geek into the TVA, right? They couldn't stop it, drop into the TVA. Exhibit two. End of episode two. Female Loki drops all those time bombs into the TVA. No, she doesn't into the TVA, into the timelines. Because they say the, the sacred timeline is under attack. She drops them into various uh, points in time, which fuck up the timeline and create various which, timelines. Hang on a second. That's so what she comes, did. So, so here comes the next world-building problem. If she's dropping them into other she's timelines, time. right? If she's dropping them into other timelines, those grenades only affect the anomalous parts of those timelines, Yes. Yes, but don't expect time travel to so, make any sense so if in Marvel's right, cinematic so universe. Let's, let's get it straight. So she's <laughs> dropped the anomaly removing grenades into the timeline regular, which should have no effect. True, but this Agreed? is Marvel. This is Marvel. So, the whole right, variant so creating thing. Let me get this straight, okay? So <laughs> they can't get their time travel rules set up correctly, okay? We've agreed this. Yes. Their time yes. travel rules don't work. All right. Yes, next I thing. agree with you. Their rules in regards to the Marvel Cinematic Universe don't work either. Yeah, because this, of the Infinity Stones. Th okay, this is going to be another. This next. is going to be another somebody in space thing that's bugging you so much that you can't right. do it. No, it's, it's one it, of those no, things. Isn't are, it? Oh, it's, I've, it's I've Star worked. Lord in space without a faceplate on thick kind of thing, right? And it's bugging you, so you can't give it five it stars. That's what it, it is, isn't it? It, it has it has no consistency to it. And if you've got no consistency to it, you don't have to worry about it. Think of it. It's like with Jupiter Ascending. You had those characters killed off. You knew nothing about those characters. Why would you give a shit about the fact that they've been killed off? Yes, yeah? no, They're true. doing the You're same here. Great. And they're ruining right. bits of the cinematic universe like the Infinity Stones. Yeah? They, mate, mate, they far ruined the cinematic universe when they did the five-year time jump that made absolutely no fucking sense and killed off a load of characters, which they promptly brought back again into TV series. That, it, but, but, but it made... I'll be honest with you. That's how you end the cinematic universe. 
You can do the five years. You see, I have to jump back, right? Because you you were absolutely right, and I was very very wrong about Infinity Wars. Right? You were right. I was wrong. Now now calm yourself with that. But Endgame was a bad movie. We can both agree on that. I, I don't. I'm fed up of hearing guys go. Endgame was amazing. No, there is one severe geek porn moment in it, and that's when Captain America goes, picks Avengers up. Assemble, and then no, picks up the it's when he picks up the hammer, you um, dark yeah, the, Well, and that the Avengers the Assemble bit. No, uh, it was that, the that hammer was... bit. He picks up the hammer bit, and you're like, fuck yeah. Yeah, and then he goes, yeah. after, goes after Thanos, yeah? And then there was the uh, Warriors of Fadge Assemble. Um <laughs> That wasn't a good moment. Um, that wasn't a good moment. That felt really, really forced. Vag, when they did it, into, it's power. funny because they did it. They did Vag Power in Infinity Wars, and they did it right. Yes. Yeah, they did Vag Power in Infinity Wars, and it worked fine. But they did it in this one. It was like, oh, oh, the cringe. It's too much. I can't handle it. Um, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Um, but I'm so I I can't view. I get what you're saying, but I just don't take it as seriously. I would be arguing if I'm absolutely 100% honest, and I am slightly winding you up because it's fun. Um, but um, if I were, if I cared, I'd be running the same argument that you did. But Endgame really did end the cinematic universe for me in ways that I'm just not that interested. WandaVision sparked an interest in it again and the possibilities that they were going to do and then completely took a big dump on it at the end. Um, let's not even talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier because that program has no reason to exist. Um, no, but I I'm have, not, I'm Captain America. I'm not Captain America. I am Captain America. Thanks. There's a series summed up purely as not watching this as a you know as the fan that I once was. I did enjoy the second episode. I didn't take it too seriously. I didn't look at it through quite the serious length. But I did enjoy Owen Wilson, as Nice said, bouncing off. Uh, Tom Hiddleston, and I think that's brilliant. I think that is the casting of Owen Wilson and the chemistry between those two is 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 masterful, um, yeah. and it's entertaining and it's good TV. Um, whether it's going to turn out that way, I really am holding no hope because I know what they did with Wonder Vision, and I know that they've 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 created themselves a whole. And Kevin Feige is now absolutely obsessed with being virtuous. Okay, um, all right. Um, well, well, I think we should leave it there and move on to our next one. <laughs> right, okay. It's electric underpants time. Um, okay, so the next one is Clarkson's Farm on Amazon. I'll watch Clarkson's Farm on Amazon. I think Nigel's watched the first episode. So... Um, I, I enjoyed it. It's not like the greatest television. It's not brilliant or anything. Like I that, loved it, was, it. I think it's. It I think it's been. I think it's been brilliant. It's been really. I really, really enjoyed it far more than I thought I was going to. I loved it. Generally, I I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I can't. I can't say anymore. But maybe it's I, more. I'll tell you one thing about it is that I know farming over the last hundred years has got fucking easier. I know that. But it's still a bloody hard job. Mm. Yeah, still a hard job. There's so many things you've got to balance and get right and this, that, and the other. And, uh, yeah, it's it, that's the bit that I, I, I know because I, I have relatives that deal with farmers and, and they always say how hard it is every time we see them. Um, 
but you don't forget how hard it is to do all these things and all the, the bits that you need in play and all the equipment that you need and the timing and the fucking soil pH and all that crap, yeah, that you've got to deal with. And that reminded me of, I'm kind of grateful for all the food that we have. Yeah, and, and all that, go, people go through all that crap. Um, and I appreciate that. That's one thing that it, it brought to light for me. Um, and I think that worked that worked really well in kind of, how can I put it, highlighting how difficult it is to farm and how grateful you should be that you can just pop to the supermarket and get your beef and get your fucking vegetables and get your corn and, and get all those other bits too. I, I, think, I think a lot of it was played up for TV. I think he takes it far more seriously than than the TV series comes across. And there are moments when you know he's taking it seriously. Um, but and you just look at how they've set up that farm shop and the other certain things. They are take they are running it as a business. Um, but by God, what a year to do it in. I mean, what a triple whammy of fucking global pandemic, the worst rains that we've seen in freaking years, followed by one of the worst droughts that they've had in years and uh it can and you know what was it a hundred and something quid profit <laughs> it was not it was 40, i think it's 144 pounds profit in the end yeah something um, like that but, yeah but he got there and and i'm not gonna there's loads of things in there nice so this isn't spoiling it really because there's loads of great things in there for me i found the whole wasabi thing really interesting because i love wasabi um and, i haven't uh, realized that i've not been eating proper wasabi yes now i knew that um, and I was like, fuck, I've been tricked. Yeah. That's the thing that got me. It's like, crikey, I've been tricked. It's no wonder, because I eat it, and it's like, everyone's like, oh, it's hot, it's hot. And I'm like, kind of, it just tastes like mustard. And there was something in there else in there, and then I realized it was um, horseradish. And yeah. it was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that was the thing that got me. Him and Caleb, are, is it Caleb? Caleb, yeah. Caleb, uh, is yeah. that the young Fucking, farmer? The young yes. They're brilliant together. He gives him so much shit. And I love it. Where they're having the heart to heart at the end. And he turns around and goes, I don't know if I should keep doing this. And he goes, oh, stop now. Go, go back to the city. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't let him finish the sentence. He's like, just go already. <laughs> yeah, but go that on, was again man. played up to the camera a bit, I think. Um I think uh, I, I genuinely that. hope there is a second series. I I, I genuinely enjoyed Clarkson's. You, there was a side of Clarkson that did come out that that you realise that it is a character to a certain point that he plays on the Grand Tour and he plays it in here. But there are there are moments where it's absolutely genuine. You can tell how much he cared for those sheep. You can tell how much he enjoyed it. And when he said, "Genuinely, this is the most fun I've had in my in my adult life ever." And you see it. You see it at the end. When they have that little picnic thing at the end, you see it. He is 100% genuine there. Um, I really love this series. I, I think it's it's certainly better than Richard Hammond's single affair. Sorry, I know that you guys, you guys found I really couldn't get on with it. I found the American guy too annoying, and it was too scripted. Um, I generally sure enjoyed James about, May's. Um, well, they've all done individual series. So James May's done I too. Yeah, James, our Japan. man in Japan was was brilliant. I loved that. I didn't. And then I don't he did like Oak Cook. Cook. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that, but I genuinely yeah. enjoyed the farming program. I enjoyed it far more than I thought I was going to. It was, it was really good. Uh, I mean, it was grand tour on farms in some ways. And then when you got the Bentley out, the Bentley was awesome. <laughs> just right at the end, it was like I just need an excuse to get the car out. Um, I, I, I think that Amazon of 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 cotton onto a winner there 
with the fact that they've got these guys and they'll do the other shows too. James May loves doing other things like that. If James May could do one about you know World War II aircraft, uh, same with Clarkson actually, and the, the Vulcan bomber and stuff like that, they would they would create a whole documentary for them. Um, yeah. and, and Amazon would probably want to put it out. So I think uh, I think this is good. This it's ironic that they bought the stars and they producing stuff outside the grand tour. So they're getting the you know the, I, the full money yeah, out from which is great. His Japanese his ja James May's Japanese series was brilliant. I really really enjoyed that because I have a, a a massive fascination now with Japan. And I really really want to go there. Um, we were going to go last year and then fucking covid um but we will we will be going there at some point but his series was genuinely brilliant um and this was just an out and out surprise when i saw the train i thought okay this might be interesting I, I, I genuinely i just got into it and when he was rounding up the sheep with a drone of course i was gonna love that ah uh, <laughs> uh, dude i was just, just like i saw that one. oh god keith no don't don't <laughs> It's the fact. It's the fact that he put a dog bark on the speaker on it. That was the I was bit looking, that got me. I was looking at that. I bet you, Keith, Keith would be calling that a husband drone. No, um, it was a DJI. It was, it was a, a husband, husband drone, drone, wasn't it, Keith? Yeah. A husband yeah. drone. Yeah, I'm waiting. Yeah, come that's on. What, all right. That's <laughs> why I'm taking the piss out of that. Yes, Give I know. I but okay, um, Nigel, you saw that first episode. Let's get your feedback from that first episode. Yeah. Do you know what? Um, I went in there just expecting Clarkson to be Clarkson, and uh, he really didn't disappoint. As soon as he was looking at um, buying equipment, I thought, right, now the first thing, he's going to be proper clueless about any anything that he needs. Uh, I said, he'll look at these tractors here, and he won't buy a single one of them, and he'll get a Lamborghini or something. And lo and behold... He walked out and bought a Lambo. <laughs> I was, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you I, I love the fact. That, I love the fact when Caleb saw him turns around because it's got the wrong. Uh, it's got the wrong uh, end on it. I won't connect to any of your your trailers and bits. Oh, no, what yeah. do you mean? No, that's um, that's not the farmer lad. That was the guy who did the planning for. Oh, what the, he the, 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 the cheerful Charlie. Charlie. Cheerful Charlie. Cheerful Charlie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you need to you need to um, prepare all the fields in this order do, 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 by this date, and then you need to plant. Do, 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 do. And, and by the way, your thing's got the wrong connection yeah, on the back. It, it, it's like it's, oh, it's weird. Nice. If you watch it, it gets a bit quite. I find it got quite exciting towards the end when he actually gets to harvest the stuff at the end because they follow it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. And that bit, I was like. I was like really into that bit. It was like because you want to see the result. It's like when you see like some doing an experiment, you want to see what the, the end result of the experiment is. And I was I, just, I was quite excited to see the end bit. I I, I knew he was plowing the I call him plowing for it was cultivating or something. Hmm. And he got the attachment. He was going around and he's going. I hate this reverse thinging. You know the three point turn to then go straight. I went. Yeah, but you got to get the straight lines, man. And. And then he goes, I'm just going to go, go right, and then right, do a Yui. And I went, but then you're going to be sort of off, right? I bet it's squiggly. And then they show him back, and he's going like this. Fucking <laughs> hell, like, mate. Uh, when he does the – when he does does he, do, does he do the drilling in the first episode? Does he do the yeah, planting so in, in the first, first episode? The drilling so he did the tram lines. And he, yeah, he did and the tram lines. Right. Yeah. He explained to him at the start, you need to – every eight, every eight across – 
you get a tram lines so that you can drive your tractor up and basically spray chemicals water and all that sort of stuff over your plants so it can not ruin the plants clarkson though he started doing that he ended up doing a ewe which means the system where it had plotted that is out of whack because he's doing the u thing all the lines are going to be over on one side and he's just going to have his big he's like you've ruined it mate you've ruined the field I thought that's so it, Clarkson. He thinks he's got a, a shortcut you, and he ruins it. That's what he does in all his programs. You see that. You do see the 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 outcome of that. Uh, and I never knew what they were. I, that, I learned something from that about the tram lines. Um, but you see the outcome of it by 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 drone shot later on. He generally there's fucking tram lines all over the place. It's really funny. Um, uh, it's it's something um, farming is something that I never thought I needed to know anything about. It, but seeing Clarkson doing it, it I, I've sort of got a bit I of an interest on in it. Genuinely found it interesting, and and as it goes on, you you get really into it. I mean, I was really quite emotional about watching Clarkson get emotional about Wayne Rooney. <laughs> you you know what I mean by that when you watch it. I'm not going to do Is any it, spoilers. Don't but tell me he's named a sheep or something. Pretty much, um, but it, yeah. I got quite emotional with that, and Clarkson was genuinely, genuinely emotional. Um, and I have, I think I've only ever seen him that emotional twice before. Once when the Grand Tour ended, and once when he was doing that Ayrton, Turner, Ayrton Senna thing, and he was genuinely moved by that. Um, oh, and when he was doing uh, a series, because you you said this, he did a brilliant documentary on the VC, the Victorian Cross Medal, because he was married originally before he shacked up with Irish Lisa. He was married before that um, too. Yeah. Um, and she, his ex-wife was was the was the daughter of a, a Victoria Cross um, medalist in the Second World War, who literally, basically stood in front of three German tanks and took them out with a hand mortar. No word of a lie. He stood in the middle of the road, sat down on the side of this with a hand mortar and took out three fucking tanks, <laughs> and he got the Victoria Cross for it. Rightfully so. <laughs> just, just a quick one. Talking about these kind of uh, acts of heroism, there's a great film on Amazon called The Outpost. It's based on a true story from 2006. There was this outpost that the Americans had put up in the Afghan mountains, and they put it in the most shit position ever. It's like in a bowl, yeah. And they got attacked by 200 um, Taliban. Um, because they thought the Taliban well, was easy, yeah. It's got attacked by two hundred Taliban, but managed to hold it down and uh, fend them off. Uh, and then until the the cavalry came in in the shape of air, air bombardment and uh, uh, some Apache gunships, uh, and that's that's a great story. And it's it's weird because you see the commanders come in, and each commander thinks they're doing the right thing, and then on the short of it is, is get the fuck out of there. Because the first thing that the guy asks when he comes to the base is, "Are oh, we supposed to be on top of the hill?" And they and there's, there's two guys in there who get the Congressional Medal of Honor. One was a staff sergeant who rallied the troops when they came across the wire and to, to take back the base. And the other was a guy who had suffered from substance substance abuse who was he got to the point where he is obsessed over saving people. He was all he was trying to do was trying to save people. He wasn't worried about killing the Taliban. He was trying to save his mates. He didn't like them. He says 
we, at the end, he goes to this psychologist and turns around and goes, oh, your friend died because he wasn't my friend. I didn't, he didn't like me. I didn't like him, but I didn't want him to die. Um, which was, you know, he had a different kind of mentality. It was a really good film. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and some of the bits, there's one bit where this commander gets blown up on this bridge, yeah, and the guy has his mouth open when he gets blown up and a fucking chunk of brain gets in his mouth and he freaks nice. out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, you know, everyone kind of, it has a nice kind of redemption arc and some heroism and stuff, which I think we're missing some genuine heroism when you start talking about these people who are getting Victoria Crosses and whatnot. And there's some some great stories of, of, of things that soldiers have done against horrendous odds, even from like, like the 300 all the way up until now. You know, that's those sort of things where you've got the, you know, put them at a choke point and fuck them right up. Mm. Anyway, let's move on to uh, our last segment. Man goes on ultimate road trip by visiting places with naughty-sounding names. Uh-huh. Nicholas Howe made his mission to visit as many rude-sounding places as possible after driving through a place named Wetwang as a child. <laughs> he's, now, he's now drawn up a list of his favourites. First on the list, <laughs> Titty Ho. Okay, so... Um, I like this guy yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Extra fart in Germany. Um, okay, he's got a bit of soy face there. Uh, cock shoot close. I, I worked with a guy, a poor guy called Ian Cockshot, and and they used to call him Ian Coxlot. Uh, is really bad. He was a lovely fella. Uh, the glory hole. That's another one. What else we got here? We got any more? Um, they've got some here. Turkey cock lane in Colchester. Uh, oh my God! There's a C word in uh, in Romania. There's a uh, wank mountain in Germany. He's not just gone over to all the weird places in, in the UK. He's done Europe as well. Wank oh mountain God. in Germany. Wank Rims- mountain. That's amazing. Rimsting in Germany. Um, okay. Minch Lane in Upton. <laughs> I know Seven. that one. I know that one. <laughs> Minch Lane. Crotch Crescent. Town called, oh my God. I think it's called Tits. Um, but yeah, he's uh, you oh I, I don't think that's um, I don't think that's tits, mate. I think that's more like twats. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> finger, finger ho, <laughs> finger, fingering, fingering, fingering the hoe in Essex. Oh my god, what else we got here? We got uh, cock shoot, which really going coming street. I think I've heard of coming street in Islington. Um, rooms well in East Riding. Uh, what else we got? Uh, penis, hmm. penis stone, or penis tone, in Barnsley. Um, Yorkies, hotel fuck. Australia. Hotel do you, fucking Leverkusen. Do you, do you want yes. something? Do, do you want us? Because this just reminds me of a funny thing, which we can finish off on. So I, I cut this out because there's so much swearing in, in my in my last blog right but basically we went past a farm that's growing marrows right marrows and pumpkins and the ties called them fuck <laughs> so my, my wife tried explaining she goes it's not like fuck you it's fuck <laughs> right? but she makes a marrow and chicken soup right so she gets pieces of marrow and she cuts him up and then she gets chicken wings and she puts in it's a really really nice soup right but the marrows are called fuck and chicken in Thai is called guy so it's fuck guy soup. <laughs> and on that note, 
Tony and you drink it all down, slurping on it. Tony's Tony's goodbye. Um, it's time to say goodbye. Say what goodbye, are you guy? Fuck, guys! Say goodbye, Nige. Uh, goodbye, Nige. <laughs> and we'll see you Wednesday. Bye. I really thought you were going to say that she made a soup called Cream of Jam Young Guy. 